0: Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt.
1: Friends, welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour. This week we are highlighting some of the top-rated speeches from the 2023 Western Conservative Summit, which just took place about two weeks ago right here in Denver, Colorado, up next is a good personal friend of the Centennial Institute, former member of the Board of Trustees at Colorado Christian University, and now president of Summit Ministries,
0: Dr. Jeff Myers. Luke Ferry is a French philosopher and atheist, and the author of a book called A Brief History of Thought said this in his book in the very first chapter, It is not to the Greeks and Romans that we owe democracy. He said, it is Christianity to which Western civilization owes its democratic inheritance. Why would that be the case? Well, he explains in the book that Romans were not, they did not believe in democracy. If you were a majority culture property owning male, you would have rights. If you weren't, you had no rights. And it got to the place where, you know, when you have a wrong worldview and it starts to go off track, it's devastating to the whole civilization. In their civilization, families would have babies. And when they would have a boy, they would say, this is great. Because a boy can be productive. A boy could possibly be a citizen. If you have a girl, that girl is worthless. She can't do anything. So you should have one girl as a souvenir. And then all the other girls, you should just throw out into the street. And let the let the wild animals come and eat them. You would say, how horrifying that they would do that. They didn't care. Because a girl was not a person. It's no different than, you know, the rabbit that runs through the the field. Well, the Christians who in Rome at that time had come and started to grow in their community believed that every person has value, even unwanted little girls. So they would go through the streets and pick up these little girls, nurse them back to health, and raise them as their own. Eventually, all the little boys grew up and realized there are no girls to marry. So they begin looking around, where are all of the girls? They're in church. So they went to church, will you marry me? Only if you become a Christian first. The historian sociologist Rodney Stark called this secondary conversion. <laughs> Kids today call it missionary dating. It's not exactly the same. But it is the thing that these authorities say changed the whole course of civilization. From the Bible, that every human being bears God's image. And the second one that I want to talk about is the rule of law based on rights given by God. You surely have read the Declaration of Independence. You probably read that regularly. And the Declaration of Independence, the text says, that the government should be instituted to secure these rights the government does not give you your rights at best a good government can secure the rights that are given to you by god now a secular view says this is that works fine it works fine But when we don't like it anymore, we rise up and use violence to overthrow the system that we don't like anymore. Denis Diderot, Denis, I should say is French, was one of the leaders of the French Revolution. In fact, he wrote the French encyclopedia, and he said this, man will never be free until the last king is strangled with the entrails of the last priest. Yeah. We're going to overthrow the system, and we're going to overthrow and kill everyone who was involved in it. And blood literally ran in the streets of Paris. Something that did not happen at all during the American War for Independence. Why not? Because the Americans chose different sources. They didn't look to Voltaire and Rousseau they looked at people like Samuel Rutherford, who was a Scottish Presbyterian pastor. In the 1600s, he wrote a book called Lex Rex, which is a really cool, simple, neat little title that in Latin means, Law is King. Law is King. Of course, his subtitle for the book was 136 words. So he wrote out this entire argument for the book on the front cover of the book, which publishers don't let you do anymore. But that title, Lex Rex, is so fascinating because at the time there had been a a revolution. King Charles I had been overthrown. He was taken back to London, put on trial, and as they say, shortened by a head. Then the English Revolution came, the people got tired of the English Revolution, so they installed Charles II on the throne. He was very jealous to guard all of his power. He believed in Rex Lex, the king is the law, whatever the king decides is what is right. So by writing this book, Samuel Rutherford was committing a revolutionary act. He was saying, we respect the office, but that does not excuse the misdeeds of the person holding the office, which is still the way we think of it in the United States to this day. But King Charles II was not fond of this notion because he wanted to do all sorts of things that were illegal, and he covered them by saying, well, I am the law. Rutherford said, no, you are the natural heir of Adam and so are all the rest of us. Well, Charles II thought this was terrible, so he sent his soldiers to march up to Scotland and to arrest Samuel Rutherford and to bring him back to Parliament and give him a fair trial and then hang him. That was his plan. Rather rudely, Samuel Rutherford died before the soldiers arrived, depriving them of the pleasure. Among his final words were these, I have been summoned by a higher authority. (laughs) At that moment, the horse was out of the barn. No longer could the ruler claim that they could do whatever they wanted because they were the law that the law had to be written out and recorded and you know in many ways the constitution of the united states serves like those containers it is a what george gilder the economist calls a low information carrier by contrast in the soviet union nothing like that could have happened Alexander Solzhenitsyn in his book, The Gulag Archipelago, tells the story of a railroad commissioner who discovered a method for doubling or even tripling the load on a railroad car, which would sound fantastic. But the leaders of the nation said... The only reason he's doing that is because he wants the railroad tracks to break down so that we will be open to foreign invaders. Plus, he's taking away jobs. So they shot him because he was an innovator. And then the people, the next railroad commissioner said, well, I don't want to get shot. So I'm going to set in place limits to make sure railroad cars never get overloaded. And they said, you're limiting the success of global socialism. So they shot him. Only an idiot would ever take a chance in a culture like that. On the other hand, you have people like Samuel Rutherford, who was a Christian pastor, didn't, was not a revolutionary, did not want the kings and authority and so forth to be killed. He wanted the people to be able to rise up through good laws. Isn't that amazing? Just those two core principles alone changed the entire course of history. Well, what are they based on? John eight thirty two. Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will, what? Know the truth and the truth will set you free. As I'm working with this rising generation, I think about this kind of thing all of the time. The young adults I work with, 75% of them say they do not have a sense of purpose that gives meaning to their lives. 75%. 50% regularly struggle with anxiety and depression. Very few of them turn to a biblical faith for the solutions to life. But at Summit Ministries, we found that by the time they finish our two-week training program, meeting with these thought leaders from around the world who will will help them feel safe and then answer all of their questions, 85% have a biblical worldview by the time they finish just that two-week program. So we should never give up and think it is not possible to communicate truth in a way that's persuasive to the rising generation. And we continue to study them one year, five years, ten years out. The change stays strong throughout their lives. Because it doesn't just help them feel differently about God. It helps them see everything in the world differently because of their relationship with God. If you're interested in getting the book, Truth Changes Everything, you can find that in the bookstore. But I'd also invite you to go to summit.org slash where you can see some of the resources that might be helpful that Summit Ministries can provide to you, especially if you know young adults who are 16 to 22. Jesus said we can know the truth and the truth will make us free. Thank you so much for your time this morning and God bless you. Friends, that's Jeff
1: Myers, the president of Summit Ministries at the 2023 Western Conservative Summit. Now you can watch The entire summit online at our YouTube channel. If you just go to youtube.com, search Centennial Institute, you'll find the entire two-day summit. And we're going to be putting up the individual speeches over the course of the next few weeks so you can watch those there. Really, genuinely, a wealth of wonderful Christian conservative information right there on our YouTube channel, Centennial Institute on youtube thank you all so much for listening to the frontier freedom hour this is jeff hunt we'll be back next week god bless you and yeehaw